love you so much, and I miss all of you. I love my pastor, and I love the, his lovely wife as well. So I'm so glad you're doing well, Sister Wife. I really am. I'm so glad you're doing okay. It has really been a prayer that we've had a lot. It, our church has called out her name every service, and you know that we have Sister White this, Sister White that, Sister White so bad. I don't get to tell her all the time, so you should value her while you have her. That's absolutely right. You should value her. That you have her someone like her. Sister White knew me when I first got in church. And I would go to the youth classes. And she was just as patient then as she is now. Didn't put me down. Didn't talk bad about me when I was struggling and didn't know anything. That's how long I've known Sister White. I was 16. Wow. Those people are valuable, let me tell you. They're valuable. I didn't even know how to tie a tie. <laughs> They're valuable. They love you. They love you unconditionally. And so I appreciate you, Sister White. Thank you. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be reading in the book of James. Thank you for playing softly, Sister Christina. That's beautiful. I hate awkward silence. You know? kind of loud and there's got to be something going on right so it's, I was triggered I was triggered with you when you was talking about that <laughs> awkward silence I was getting bothered listening I was <laughs> James chapter 1 and verse number 22 and when you got it say amen, amen. somebody say are you ready but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For behold, he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man sh shall be blessed in his deeds. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight the disposition of the hearer. Amen. The disposition of the hearer. Can you put your Bible down and help me pray right now? Would you lift your voice like apostolics know how? Come on, don't be afraid of your neighbor. Let's lift up our voice. Let's pray. God, open up my heart tonight. And Lord, I pray that you would minister to me. Lord, not to my neighbor, not to the one in front of me, God, but that you would speak to me tonight. And God, let your word be rich. Let it bring change, oh God, that only pleases you. Lord, the only change that you can bring, God. I thank you for what we feel already in this place. God, I ask you to minister and give me the strength that I need to minister the word of God. That it would bless your people. That it would bring forth fruit in 
to your glory, oh God. We love you and we give you praise right now. And everyone say in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands unto God and give him a shout of victory. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You may be seated. The disposition of the hearer. The word disposition means the tendency of something to act in a certain manner under given circumstances. The mood, the inclination, the way something is heard or received. That's the disposition. Can I say it like this? Your attitude of reception. I'm not in a hurry tonight. It's how you chose to hear it. You know what was meant or purposed, yet you chose to hear it this way. That is the disposition of the hearer. They have a choice in it. And depending upon the attitude or the spirit of the person will determine how it's received when it's given. Woo. The Bible tells us in our scriptures, it says, be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Somebody say me. me. It's talking to you. Amen. That word deceiving means to accept as true or valid what is actually false or invalid. Or it could be the other way around. That depends on the disposition of the hearer. The funny thing about deception, church, is that most who are deceived don't know they're deceived. I'm going to say that again. Most who are deceived, they don't know they're deceived. They feel good in their endeavors. They feel right about their choices. And they got justification for every reasoning except scripture. Come on, somebody. I've heard it preached for years. I preach it. Pastor White, I know preaches it. This is why you got to know your Bible. Because if you don't know your Bible, you're likely to only do what feels good. I'm already losing my hearers. Do I got any doers in the house tonight? I'm just wondering because I'm going to preach to the doers. The hearers can do what they want with it, but the doers, they are going to be blessed in their deeds. The doers are going to receive something from God. Not because I'm preaching, but because the word says so. Praise the name of Jesus. And so they're entrapped. They're snared. Amen. And the scriptures are giving us a warning that if 
I'm a hearer only. Then I'm setting myself up to deceive myself. Me, myself, and I can deceive me. Somebody say me. Yeah, you can mess you up pretty bad. How many ever heard the, the phrase, I do bad by myself? I don't need no help. I don't need no convincing. I don't need no assistance. Right? I can mess me up pretty bad. As a matter of fact, most of us are here because we messed ourselves up before. And we were willing to admit, I need a savior. I need to get better. I need to change. Repentance brought that hearer that came and God made you a doer. And when God made you a doer, you changed your life. You changed the attitude. You changed your ways. Woo. Don't want to hit this new pulpit, but it sure feels good. Amen. And when we set ourselves up to mess ourselves up, God will send an interruption. An interruption into let me use me, my agenda. Amen. He will send an interruption. And how does he do that? By sending messengers. By sending messages. By sending his men of God. Ain't that right? Amen. But you know something. I've learned over the years that the deceived person's got some characteristics. I hope this is all right. You see, when you try to help a deceived person, the first thing they're going to do is get mad at you. It's okay, you can be quiet. I'm used to it sometimes. They do that in College Station, too. See, when God sends you an interruption, when things are interrupted, that means the norm stops. That means something stops and is broken up. And when God does that, it bothers us because it interferes with this new agenda we start getting going on. I don't know if that's good English. That's good theology. Amen. And... I don't want to stick too much on that, but you know, I feel, yeah, I know I said that feel thing, but there seems to be a hindrance somewhere in the process of my hearing and doing something. Something starts to get in the way. Something starts to rise up within me. We could call it a lot of things. We could give it all excuses, but really it's the carnal man. It's the carnal man. It's the fleshly desires. Amen. And there seems to be some hindrance that happens in between that process. And it rises up and it gets involved in the doing process. Convincing me that, don't you do that. You better stop that. Because if you start doing what they say, 
That means they're right and you're wrong. See, that's what the devil does. Because, see, we want to be justified in what we're doing. Because whatever we're doing, and if it's not by the word, then we must be doing wrong. See, when I do wrong, I become a hearer only of the word. But when I do right, I'm a doer of the word. I hear a bunch of nonsense out there, but I don't do that stuff. I hear stuff. I hear people say, but I ain't doing that. You ever told somebody that? I hear you, but I ain't with you. I wish we'd get some more people to do that. Hey, I hear you, but I ain't with that. Okay? You ain't got no Bible, I ain't with that. It ain't the Holy Ghost behind I ain't with that. If it goes against my church, I ain't with that. If it goes against my pastor, yeah, if it goes against my pastor, I ain't with that. Well, I just got some. I'm, I'm going to Tino, t- come on, Tino. This is Brother Tino for those that don't know him. He, he loves me. He's okay with me kind of just using him sometimes, all right? Y'all go ahead and be seated. I want everybody to see this. This is for free, all right? Tino will be the first one to tell you. He don't like everything I say all the time. <laughs> but it's been good for you, though, right? But Tino don't go nowhere because Tino loves God and he loves his pastor. You hear that? He's a good young man. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't look bad on Brother Tino. He's a good young man. He helps. But I want to show you something, okay? You, you good? You ready for this? I ain't never did this before, but you ready? Okay, come on. Come on, lean over. Lean over. Lean over. Lean over. Tell me when it hurts. Tell me when it hurts. Tell me when it hurts. Does it hurt yet? Do you like it? Nope. <laughs> you say, Brother Louie, you're not supposed to do this in church. You know, the funny thing about submission is that it's not submission if you like it. I done broke up some of your agendas already. God is trying to send an interruption to some of you. Amen. And God knows that you don't like it. And God knows that you would rather not be in that position. But some of you need to understand that submission wasn't always for you to like it. See, when I'm a doer of the word, it has nothing to do with my feelings. When I'm a doer of the word, it has nothing to do with my reputation or my persona or my background. Oh, can I say my position? my title amen submission is between you and God and God knows just how to make you submit you may not like that but that's worth shouting over praise God that'll preach for husband and wives right there but I'm going to leave that alone Take that home, pastors, and y'all start preaching that stuff. Now, that don't mean you put your wife in a headlock, okay? 
My wife put me in a headlock. You see, when you don't like it and it bothers you and you start making decisions based off what you feel, then just maybe it pertains to how you chose to hear the instruction. And it became your disposition and now that's your position and I'm not moving from it. Not always are we going to agree on the delivery of a word. Anybody get a text message that ever bothers you? I preach on this all the time. This, this, this is old, okay? This ain't even part of my message. Anybody hate one word text messages? You don't hate them? God bless you. Maybe, maybe I do it too much with the newer culture, but it bothers me. When they respond and they say, okay, I'm like, what you mean okay? Okay, like what, okay? Like, okay. Or did you mean like, okay? See, I don't know. And then they spell out O-K-A-Y. Okay. See, I don't know what you mean. I want to talk to you face to face now. God bless Pastor. I'm glad he, he okay, good. He's good. Roger, yeah, no, Roger's better. Okay, bothered you, right? See? <laughs> Roger. See, you, you just don't, it's the, it's the disposition of the receiver. And it starts to affect us because we don't know what was meant. See, this new culture has gotten used to communicating without face-to-face correspondence. And I dare to say it's affecting our prayer life because we're not having face-to-face correspondence. And we don't know how to express what we meant or say what we feel. Amen. And get something across that's actually productive. Why these newer couples don't know how to talk to each other. I heard what you said. Well, that's not what I meant, but you meant it. You said it. You meant it. You must have meant it. That depends on the disposition of the hearer. You grown. You know what was meant. Let me leave. Let me move on. Let me move on. I'm, I'm affecting people. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. But you know, the Bible says in James 4, 16, it says, But now ye rejoice in all your boastings, and all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him or her that knoweth to do good, and do it not. To him it is. Yeah. To him it is. Yeah. Wow. Woo. Let's start with something simple. Is worship good? Okay. I said, is worship good? 
is praise good? Is shouting good? I wonder how come some of you don't do it sometimes then? What do you need? Your favorite song? Is it because of what you're hearing? It ain't about what you're hearing. It's about who's worthy. And God is worthy. Maybe it's upon the disposition of the hearer. Amen. But you know who's hearing and listening the whole time? God is listening. And God is watching. He ain't listening to the song. He's trying to listen to your shout. He's trying to listen to your prayer. He's trying to listen to your cry. Oh, it's the same God. So if it's good and we do it not, I wonder if we would do more worship. We would do less. I ain't got time to talk to you. I'm in church. Take that junk somewhere else. It's worship time. I mean, remember when pastor preached the message? It's church time. It ain't time to talk. It ain't time to sleep. It ain't time to sit down. It ain't time to text. It ain't time to play games. It ain't even time to be silent. When it's church time, I want to listen. I want to hear what God has to say. I mean, I don't know. What do you do when you come to church? I come to receive something. I come to get changed. I come to get blessed. I come to get out of my... I can go watch a football game if I wanted to, but I ain't come here to watch. I came to participate. Yeah. I ain't got to be the preacher to participate. Oh, just let me get in the aisle. Let me get in the altar. Well, I was about to go out there, but I didn't like that song. The disposition of the hearer has spoken. The song wasn't for you. The song is for Jesus. Woo! You may be seated. When God gave ten commandments, he didn't call them ten suggestions. Well, you know, if you feel like, you know. Oh, they were ten commandments. A command. And you know, I don't know too much about the military, but the only response should be, yes, sir. On a command. Right? So when you hear where the Bible says, love your neighbor. There was no center clause that said, but you don't know my neighbor. They sorry. They lazy. They bother me. Every time I walk out, they give me an evil look. They steal my newspaper. Take my Amazon packages. So if your pastor preaches, 
love your neighbor and make them some cookies. That ain't a suggestion. That's a command. Well, pastor, you don't know my neighbor. He don't need to know your neighbor. You don't know the situation. I don't need to know the situation. See, preaching is meant to solve some, some, some problems. Bring forth some solutions. Despite what we know or don't know. I done lost some of you already. You see, it's irrelevant what's going on because the Bible already says to do it. Love your neighbor and bring them cookies. I like oatmeal. It's irrelevant. You see, but for each individual to look within is what we should do. But we look at the neighbor and say, look at what all they're doing though. And you want me to go make them some cookies? See, sometimes the cookie making, if I could just use that if that's all right, ain't for them. It's for you. It's for you. Well, why don't God tell them something? Because you got the Holy Ghost. You know the truth. You've been walking in the truth. You know the word of God. You've talked to God in prayer. Who do you think he's going to talk to? Make them cookies. Put some anointing oil in there. I made these cookies with the holy oil. <laughs> Amen. See, the message is purpose to destroy the wrong argument. But it depends upon the disposition of the hearer. Sure does. Let me move on. You see, to Ahab, the prophet was problematic. He said, this man troubles my soul. Every time I try to do something, he shows up and there he is. Ugh. See? But to the widow, the prophet was provision. Some of you didn't hear that. To one... He was a problem, a snare, and an evil man. But to the widow woman who needed a miracle, the prophet was a good man. Same man, same anointing, same Holy Ghost. It just depends upon the disposition of the hearer. What do you need from God? <laughs> Message depends on my priorities. My inclination. My attitude. See, your attitude will pull out of the prophet a particular character towards you that maybe you require. I had this prepared before I ever got to this conference. That's why I feel good about it. <laughs> the widow received a miracle. A miracle working prophet. But Ahab received a confrontational Elijah. 
both, God was pleased. Oh, I lost all my amen corner now. Different situations, same prophet. Different dispositions, same man of God. Same anointing. It depends on the disposition of the hearer. You see, because when she needed a miracle, prophet showed up. And he didn't show up with all this kindness and serving attitude. Matter of fact, he came and he said, hey, I need a cake. And you go fetch me one. So you see some of that already rising up within you? Triggered already. I wish he would tell me to fetch him a cake. You know, calm down. Calm all the way down, all right? <laughs> he showed up and said, fetch me a cake. She said, sir, I don't have no cake. She said, I just got a little meal and a little bit of oil, and I'm going to make me and my son a cake, and we're going to die. That's what she said. I can, see, I, can, I can see the prophet now. Oh, oh, but make me one first. See, he didn't leave from his position. He wasn't moved from his commandment. He didn't ask. Some of you need to get this tonight. He wasn't moved, and he could have had mercy. It's not for you to judge the position of the prophet. Because her response determined what kind of blessing she was going to get afterward. And he said, you know what? Thus saith the Lord from this day forward. He said, the oil will not run out. But make me my cake first. And all those years that Elijah said it wouldn't rain upon the earth. That woman was blessed in her deeds. Amen. She was. God was provision for her and her family. She didn't die. Her son didn't die. Amen. But the prophet was provision. It just depends upon the disposition of the hearer. And her response was, I know you are a man of God. See, and our man of God has been all that to us. You know, you know what I sense right now? There's some things that have blocked our peace. It, 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 it has blocked our peace to feel good in our spirit about my living for God. Your living for God doesn't pertain to any person but you and God. You can't blame somebody for how your life of living for God is unfolding. You can't blame nobody but you. You see, because that's why the Bible says that if we're hearers only, then we deceive our own selves. See, the deceived person wants to blame everybody. 
you would have done this and you would have done that and you would have been there. No, God's always there. I'm about to get real ghetto right now. What are you tripping on? God has always been there. The miracle is how you serve God. The miracle is in how you serve the Lord. The miracle is in you going to work. The miracle is in you doing the job. Not just listening, not just showing up, but what you do when you get here. I promise you, if some of us were more doers of the word, we would have our joy. We would have our peace. I still have my worship. Ain't nobody getting in the way of me and my worship. Wow. Because I understand worship is unto the king, but worship does me a lot of good. See, because in the process of my worship, I'm doing something. See, and when the devil steals my peace, then I can stomp on those heads. When the devil starts to steal my joy, I can stomp on those heads. Some of you don't pick up your feet no more. I'm not talking about if you're sick or you got issues. You know, I'm not talking about that. I, but, but it's my personality. Forget all that. Just forget all that for a second. I'm preaching today. Because if we're apostolic, then it has been required that you worship. It might not be exactly what I do, but I know you can do something. I'm trying to stomp some devil's heads for I'm trying to get in there and intercede a little bit. Maybe those floaters are some demons too, Bishop. I don't know. Some of you lost your stomp. You've lost your shout. You've lost your joy. And now when God's sending an interruption, instead of worship, we get mad. I don't know what kind of preaching are you hearing tonight. Does it feel good to you? Because it feels good to me. If I didn't have my peace, if my shoes got in the way, I'd kick them off and I'd start stomping the devil's head right now. Why do that, Brother Luna? Because the Bible says he's belongs under my feet. Somebody say, under my feet. But too many times, he's in your head. I know what you're waiting. You're waiting for a song. You're waiting for a drum beat. You know, it's easy to get away. Oh, my. I'm getting close to closing up here. But you know what? I think it's easy to just come up and just go like this and kind of cry a tear or two and feel like I've done something. Because to shout takes effort. To shout takes humility. To shout is a pride killer. And when people are deceived, pride rises up. I want to put pride back under my feet tonight. I wonder if we got any runners in the house. I wonder if we got any worshipers in the house. 
He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, that to him it is sin. And for all you that came out of the world and would do all that twist and jerk and twerk in the world, and you can't ask for God in here. Then shame on you. What kind of message you hearing tonight? Hey, I'm hearing something good. Something to feed my soul. Wow. Come on, Sister Christina, are you ready? She, she said, I'm ready. Come on. You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Sister Christine. We'll do something. Brother David, come up here. Give her. Drummed while preaching. I see my pastor do it a thousand times. It's okay. So you want to know where I got it? I got it from him. Hit them things a little bit. You can't tell me that don't feel good. You ain't even heard a word yet. You ain't even heard a melody yet. But when you're a doer of the word, I don't need no song. I got a song in my heart and it says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Give me some a little bit faster this time. All right. You say that's stupid. Good. So is some of the stuff we're doing out there. You need to come in here and shake some things off of you. That's offensive. That depends on the disposition of the hearer. I wonder tonight, does anybody want to take their joy back? I challenge you to come up front. Does anybody need their peace back? I challenge you to come up front. Amen, I challenge you. Amen, do you need a miracle from God? Then I command you to come up front. Amen, I receive something from the Lord. Ain't nobody going to take my joy. Ain't nobody going to take my peace. Ain't no... I'm training my sorrows, amen, and I'm training and getting them back for the joy of the Lord. Ain't no sad Christian in me. Ain't no defeated Christian in me. I got victory. Has anybody got victory in here? Has anybody got a shout left in them? The Bible says, shout with the voice of triumph. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. How do you hear it? It says magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. That's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. Now let me encourage some of you. Have your way Lord. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to keep on going a little bit. Don't just act like this when Brother Luna comes. That's right. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. I'll say it again. I said, don't just act like this when I'm here. Don't act like this only when I'm here. They don't have it in. There must be people shouting then. That's why. I don't lost some of you now. Amen. Oh, you got something? Come on, play a little. Uh-huh. Come on. Yep, yep, yep. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get out of the ordinary. If you didn't know, here's your interruption. I feel an interruption tonight in the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you cry, scream, shout, dance, holler, run. I don't care what you do, but you got to do something. Why why I got to do something? Because whatever you've been doing ain't working. I didn't come to be a hero only. I came to be a doer. Anybody want to be a doer today? Anybody got the Holy Ghost in here? Is anybody tired of the pain? Is anybody tired of the hurt? Is anybody tired of the same old, same old? I want you to know that God can turn it around. I want you to know God is a healer. Bible says this man shall be blessed in his deeds not in how he hears but in what he does you ought to high five somebody and ask him are you ready amen Amen. there you go you ready Uh, uh. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you got but dude let's do something hey you know what some of you just need to get out your system and stop waiting on me right if you feel a shout, then go ahead and shout. If you need to cry, go ahead and cry. When's the last time you spoke in tongues? When's the last time you shouted? Uh, I don't think I've ever shouted before. Well then, welcome to the Apostolic Church. It's time for you to shout. Oh, 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 I, I felt that. Well, I, I just, I just don't do that. I'm, I'm not like Pastor White. Let's get something straight. The old you didn't dance in church. The new you, the new you dances. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. That's not a suggestion. Because I'm new. See, when I'm new, I don't do the things I used to. I used to go to church and sit there because I was old. But when I became new, then things changed. The new you dances. The new you shouts. The new you is a tongue talker. Take my loose when I call your name. Oh. When I call your name. Somebody needs to break free Yeah, come on. Where's that 
Thank you. Thank you. What a God. What beautiful services that we've had. Amen. I pray that you hold on to it and don't just be a hearer. You got to be a doer. Amen. It was so good, so nice for all of you to come and take part of this conference, and you were blessed because of it. Once again, I want to thank everyone that was involved for preparation, the food, the cleaning, everything that was done, all the desserts, the food, and the drinks.